Okay, we are alive. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest, a returning guest. His name is Russ Winter, and he runs a site with great research. He has just so many articles on there, but I came across one article that I was particularly interested in. It was about the Jonestown Massacre and looking at it as a kind of brainwashing experiment. And I've done a lot of kind of mind control. I'm looking through a lot of the old files of Jolly and West right now and really kind of keying in. I've done some other CIA material that will be upcoming research into you and Cameron and also the idea that James Earl Ray, who is ostensibly the killer of uh, Martin Luther King, whose anniversary of his death was re recently, was actually a mind-controlled person, somebody who'd been brainwashed, which is really hard to believe. But if you look at his life, it's it's less difficult to comprehend that he did very strange, weird stuff, like somebody who wasn't under his own volition. But uh, I've also covered Jim Jones with another author. His name is uh, Michael Flynn, and his book was Cult City. So I'll put that alongside this talk on my podcast so you can look at that. And Russ and I talked back in December of 2021. We covered what I called the title of our talk, Mind Control America, because he's done other articles and research into this problem. He actually covered really interesting, which I saw on his website, was something that I covered, which is the uh, Juarez women femicide. And he yeah. came up with some facts. Yeah, so great job on that, too, because I saw you came up with facts I did not come up after even reading those two books. Like, you had stuff. So kudos to you that I uh, were excellently researched. So you can check those out as well. And my talk about the war is I've read, read two books about the Juarez femicide deaths. You can listen to that earlier on my stream. But again, we're going to talk about an article he wrote titled The Jonestown Massacre, a horrific Tavistock-style brainwashing experiment. So, Russ Winter, welcome back to the show. Thanks for agreeing to the interview. Good to be back. Uh, awesome. If, uh, if you want to kind of get the gist of the title of the article, I have another article called The Tavistock Method of Brainwashing and Social Psychiatry, which I think was applied here. And the idea is to induce a regressive state and through a, uh, passivity through alienation. And uh, there's that's clearly what James Jones is all about. I mean, he was highly skilled in that. It's kind of this group dynamics, this gestalt method of kind of tearing down the leadership of any group and weakening the group so that it didn't have a strong core. And then, it, and then you can kind of meld the group into uh, a passive state. You, and he did it through manufacturing boogeyman terror. And where do we hear that today? So I, I think he was like a, almost like a model for where we are today on a grander scale. No, you're really right. I mean, they say that I was, I saw this thing about breaking down this mass formation psychosis and it was alienating people and putting them into small groups is exactly what happened during the pandemic. Right. We couldn't right. communicate or see other people or talk with them. So uh i think that it's very timely this article that you wrote applies to today and uh can you kind of talk about so the tavistock maybe some people aren't familiar with this tavistock uh group that came out of the uk maybe you can talk a little bit about that uh it's it's a uh like i say it's to induce regressive mental states atomizing individual producing uh uh Labil called lability, in other words, creating a passivity by fostering this alienation. And a good there's a 
hack, I, I believe he was a hack, Walter Lippmann, identified the target in his book, Public Opinion, and I'll just quote him since he says it pretty well. The mass of absolutely illiterate, of feeble-minded, gross, neurotic, undernourished, and frustrated individuals is very considerable, much more considerable. There is reason to think that we generally suppose. Thus, a wide popular appeal circulated among people who are mentally children or barbarians whose lives are a morass of entanglements and people whose vitality is exhausted. So that's coming from one of the leading uh, hack. I call him a hack. He's, he was a journalist of his time. That's what he thought of the uh, plebes, so to speak. And so he, he concludes that the coordination of public opinion can be managed by a specialized class. So that's what that's your so-called elite. I don't, and I don't use the term elite. I don't like that term. But he but it's, it's and he says it operates through quote unquote intelligence bureaus. And so he, I mean he's really literally writing the book. And then you have Theodore Adorno uh, who talked about the use of new technology and and how and how people are primitive. He said they're not childlike, but they're childish. And their primitivism is not that of the undeveloped, but that of the forcibly retarded. So they had these guys had total disdain for uh, the, the public. And right. I don't know, sometimes I can kind of see why. <laughs> right. But they're they're not looking at the public as people they're trying to educate, edify, or lift right. up. They're looking to manipulate them, right? So I think that's really the, the core issue of those guys. Lippin, Lippin was a very famous journal, journalist for his time, if I remember. Yes, and uh, the, so the key to the to this brainwashing is the creation of a controlled environment in, in which stress is, in, is introduced to redo individuals' belief structures, and they use peer pressure. The cancel culture is a good example of that. That's what the cancel culture is all about. Uh, from other group members, the individual is cracked, and a new personality emerges with new values, and the degrading experiences causes the person to deny that any change has taken place, and that way, the individual is brainwashed without the victim knowing what has taken place. And I think that's what James Jones tried to do. Now, his attempt to get these people to supposedly commit suicide, I think he kind of failed at that. Because when I look at the case, and we can go over some of the particulars of the murder. I think it was a murder scene. I, I don't I think that he that. really got too many of them. I mean, you have to realize that they were stranded out there in the middle of nowhere. Uh, they were being literally tortured, you know, a lot of abuse. Right. He, I mean, he would, he would sodomize the men. He would beat them. He was a sadist. There's, there's one uh, tape of him that you can see on an ABC news uh, clip. It's where he's just laughs. He has a cackle. He sounds like Kamala, Kamala Harris cackling as they're beating the crap out of somebody. So he, he had these people, under the wing control of this so-called Red Brigade, who are armed goons, uh, they didn't all. I, I would say very few of them went voluntarily to their deaths. That's my 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 feeling on that. I don't think you're totally uh, uh, out, you know, out of out of far, you know, far field or something like that. Because other people have said that the bodies were stacked. A lot of them were found with uh, syringe marks. So that kind of shows involuntary. And they structured that day when the massacre took place because I was watching a really interesting discussion with former members. It had David Talbot, who also wrote The Devil's Ch uh, Chessboard about Alan Dulles. But they were talking about Jim Jones. They intentionally sent the basketball team, the men, out away from the event. So they, they 
it didn't come at random that night that everybody, I think 800 people were murdered. Um, it was a structured planned event. It seemed like, like he was building yeah. up to that. Yeah, so that, I mean, that may have been the goal of the, uh, the controllers to try to do this revolutionary suicide is what they call it. That they tempted it, but uh, there weren't any, I mean, it's just a real cover up too of the whole, let's kind of go over some of the cover up a little bit. Uh, yeah, they didn't do autopsies. They did like seven autopsies out of all of them, and they kind of destroyed the innards. You know, they rip, they ripped they ripped them up, uh, just buried them in unidentified graves. I mean, right. you, you would think that an event of that magnitude uh, would be really closely investigated in some detail. Right. It's a huge event. I mean, all those people had relatives in the Bay Area or wherever, right? So Jim Jones went from, what, the Midwest to Ukiah and then Jonestown, which was really kind of just carved out of the jungle in Guyana, right? Yeah. he And, it, you know, the other thing, there's actually uh, surviving memos. So there's this operator he had made the name of Dr. Shocked, who was a recovering meth addict and Jones's bisexual boyfriend. And he ran the drugging program. So here's what the memo says. This gives you some clues. Cyanide is one of the most rapidly acting poisons. I had some misgiving about its effectiveness, but further research I've gained more confidence in it, at least theoretically. I would like to get about two grams to a large pig to see how effective our batch is so we, could, so we don't get stuck with a disaster that would occur if we use thousands of pills to sedate the people. It goes on and says that we can reverse it. It, it may... It, uh, and then, but then they kind of changed their minds and kind of went with bullets. And really, rather than syringe, they did some syringes, but they also did a lot of it with empty syringes. So there was all these empty syringes all over the place where they would force it, you know, force it down people's mouths. And so I, I have in my article the the plotting, the, the conspiracy that went around behind the scene. And, and so, the, so the second one, this lady named Shaken, Phyllis Shaken who is one of his flying monkeys said that we will, when the time comes that our, that we will meet, we meet as a group in the pavilion surrounded by highly trusted security with guns. Names will be called out randomly. People will be escorted to a pace of dying by a strong personality. And she lists some people who are supportive, but not sympathetic. The, the, they, the victim or the the victim, is are accompanied by two strong security men with guns. She says, I don't trust people to arrange their own death any more than I trust somebody to put themselves on the learning crew for two weeks, but both could be arranged by outside pressure and no alternatives left open. So that's exactly how they did it. Now, Mark Lane was there, the famous conspiracy theorist. He and he he was there as an eyewitness, escaped, went into the for, into the woods or the forest. And he essentially said they were murdered. Right. So he wasn't the only one. And it happened after Leo Ryan flew to Jonestown, right? Yeah, he could go. He came in. Leo Ryan came into Jonestown, met with a group. Uh, didn't seem to go too well. Some people tried to leave with him. And they were, returned to the airfield uh, at the nearby port. The port was like about six miles away where the airfield was. And were followed by some of uh, Jim Jones's goons, who shot the place up and killed Ryan. Now, when we were coming on the air, we were talking about Ryan's 
role in all this. And like, like you mentioned to me, he was passionately anti-CIA. And so everybody thought that the agency had killed him and he had just introduced the Hughes-Ryan Amendment to push for more controls and transparency over the CIA. And then two years later, before the House Foreign Affairs Committee on International Operations, Ryan's legislative assistant, Joel Helsinger, testified that the CIA had a covert operation in Guyana and that Ryan's investigation in the operation would embarrass the CIA by linking Jones to some of the agency's most volatile programs and operations. So where the where the heck did these did Jones and his minions, his flying monkeys, get these enormous sounds amounts of drugs? They had enough drug. There's enough drugs on the scene. Guyanese troops discovered a large cache of drugs, enough to drug the entire population of Georgetown, Guyana, over 200,000 people for more than a year. The drugs were being used to control the population of only 1,100 people. One footlocker contained 11,000 doses of Thorazine, a dangerous tranquilizer. Drugs used in the testing for MK Ultra were found in abundance. Sodium pentothal, chlorohydrate, a hypnotic, dimerol, thallium, which confuses thinking, and many others. Shocked had supplies of haloparasol and Largetol as well, two other major tranquilizers. They had these people just tranquilized and uh, kind of in a hypnotic state. And that's what they were planning on doing, I think, as an experiment to see if they could induce a mass suicide. Didn't quite work. I mean, they killed everybody, but I don't think that that was, I think, I don't think the necessarily murdering was their ultimate objective. I think they wanted to see if they would do it themselves, and they didn't. And it kind right, of is testimony, a sort of testimony to the victims and to you know real people. And there's like uh, audio of some of the members saying to Jim Jones, "We're not going to do it," right? And uh, you know there are people who tried to fight or tried to stop it, right? Right. Yeah. One in one in particular, but they gaslighted her, and you can hear it. And but unfortunately, she shut. You know, had to shut up. So that's how this gestalt method works. They can really shout people down. So that they did have that working to make the uh, uh, crowd passive, and right. you know, and and that allowed them to allowed them to make them a little easier to kill them. Right. And then you did you read you mentioned in reference Michael Myers was Jonestown a CIA medical experiment. Have you read that book or you quote it, right? Uh yeah, I've I I haven't read the entire book, but I've kind of find, found some of the key quotes. Gotcha. I kind of I, and I I, I cite them. Cuz they we know that there were there was a guy there. I think Jim Jones mentions him, right? Dwyer, who was yes. a stone cold CIA agent, right? Yes. Yeah, it's just there to kind of observe, apparently. And I, you know, I don't think that Dwyer he must not, he must have determined that it didn't go quite according to plan. He did get the heck out of there, right? And Jim Jones is saying on the, on the recording, he's like, "Get Dwyer out of here!" Right? Yeah. The uh, let's see. Okay, here's what Meyer says. He says, "Was the article is called Was Jonestown a CIA medical experiment? Review of the evidence." He says the quantity of psycho psychoactive drugs together with the meticulous medical records and the layout of the bodies indicates an attention to detail and evidence that the experimenters wanted to follow as the cause of death was noted on the medical records of each quote unquote test person writes Myers, the corpses were dragged to one side and placed in neat 
orderly piles. Um, of course, part of the experiment was not to test the children, but rather the willingness of mothers to kill their children. Uh, Myers, let's see, the New England Journal of Medical Medicine commented on the handling of the bodies at Jonestown. He said, seven, six months after the massacre, only one-third of the bodies at Jonestown had been positively identified. No death certificates had been obtained for any of the people who died at Guiana. A, medic, a medical legal autopsy ought to have been performed on everybody to establish the cause and manner of death in each case. In fact, only seven autopsies were carried out among uh, 713 victims. All the bodies had been embalmed in Guyana using a procedure that ripped up the internal organs. In the end, the physicians were able to certify the cause of death in only two of more than 900 cases. And so there's a Guyana law requires an autopsy on any, any unnatural, unnatural death, but American officials, so the Americans quickly got into the picture oh, and, it, and took the jurisdiction away from the Guyanese. American officials insisted the cause of death was quote unquote readily apparent and additional inquiry was not necessary. Dr. Stormer, then president of the National Association of Medical Examiners, sent an open army to the U.S. Army, open letter to the U.S. Army complaining about the handling of remains and the illegal cremation of the Jonestown victim. And then they rushed in. It's very strange how they the, they picked up. Here it is. There's a event that went on during the evening of November 18th. So this kind of occurred, I don't know, in the early morning hours, like one or two in the morning, something like that. And the response was incredibly rapid. Within an hour at 3.04 on November the 19th, a C-141 medevac left Charleston, North Carolina, bound for Guyana. At 3.29 a.m., the JSC chronology indicates that CIA Nolan reports mass suicides at Jonestown. Uh, so somehow they learned of mass deaths and claimed suicide well, it was still dark even before the Guyanese Defenses Force even arrived at the commune. Wow. That, and they, I mean, see, that's what happens. They just make a lot of mistakes with these operations. They knew. Right. I mean, they knew right away. They knew right away. So they knew this. And I mean, it's just really crazy. 1978. And Jones, I mean, he also, Jones knew this guy Dwyer, but he also knew Dan Mitrioni. Have you ever heard that story? No. Okay, Dan Mitrioni was some kind of guy who was in the South America training people. He was either a government agent or a CIA agent who trained people on torture. Um, so he was, and he was friends with Jones, which is a really weird thing. Oh, is he the somebody. guy that he, he hooked up in uh, Belo Horizonte, Brazil? Yeah, I think so. That's it. Exactly. Okay. That was in Mitrioni. But he, I mean, for Jones, like you have Jones as a very far left kind of Marxist. He, I mean, it's very strange because the People's Temple, he was actually, you would think at first he was a Christian, but he wasn't, right? He didn't He didn't, He didn't. didn't believe in God. He thought he was God, right? You ever hear him give that speech? He, 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 was, a, he was basically a, a grifter. He, he just stole money from people. He would take their assets. He, he was just a full-born criminal. And I, I think he was using the religion thing as, as a cover to kind of fool people because his, his original... Uh, con was faith healing and he, he, you know, healing people. 
and mind reading. And so when he was in, the, in Indiana, he really had a big following because of that, because people were really sucked into it. He had a good right. shtick of magic that he'd learned. And then he turned to, to grifting, especially when he went to San Francisco, and forgeries and, and blackmail and uh, just assassinations. I mean, he had a he invented gang stalking. He was one of the he was one of the originals on that. Very predatory. Uh, he was deviant. He was an addict, drug addict. He was such sadistic. There was nothing good about him whatsoever. It was just total control and seeing what he can get. Get somebody to get away with, right? Now, the only question I have on him: Did they get him in such a paranoid state down there? And I, that I, I'm still on toss toss up on this: that maybe the CIA kind of coerced him and got him just kind of you know to to just go off the deep end, right? Through different because he wasn't sleeping. They could have been doing all kinds of things to him. They could have had somebody even within the compound. We don't even, you know, we don't really even know the whole story because he went downhill so fast. He was 57 years old when he allegedly died. And I, by the way, I do have a photo in my article, the last picture ever taken of, it's kind of down at the bottom of the page. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. I see that. Uh, you know, that doesn't look all that convincing to me. Yeah, Base it could be him, skirt. it could be somebody else. Why is his shirt pulled up? Was he dragged into this pose by the shirt? Can't really see his face. Can't really see any blood. Yeah, no, it's it's really crazy. And he, he was making, like, tons of money from welfare payments. Like, he would get everybody's Social Security's check who was with the People's Temple, right? Right, right. And, and I think he wrote that some people died mysteriously, like, suicided, like a classic cult-type thing where... Somebody dies, right? Well, I mean, who would who would know down in Guyana? Who would ever know? <laughs> and he was doing it up in California. I mean, he, I, you know, I, I think he killed that uh, one lady. The what was it? The he was he was in, yeah, he he literally took over the Mendes, Med, Mendocino uh, welfare department. And so I'd sent you a little clip from this Let's Roll forums where they're talking about that. Let me bring that up. This is before. Okay, so this is before when he's still up in California. Let's see if I can find that. Okay, let's pop up here. I got this brand new computer. It's supposed to be really popping up. Ah. Anyway, yeah, you see infiltration of uh, there. Yeah, go ahead and read through that part I sent you. Webarchive.org. Let's see if I right. can find this. But that, that was he was in Ukiah. Was Ukiah in California? Um, okay, Mendocino. In Mendocino County. Okay, gotcha. It's not popping up. It's something wrong with the website. It's not handling with a request. Okay, it's I'm on archive somewhere. But anyway, so he was involved in that. He just was involved in all school duggery and he put himself out there as some kind of man of the people, right? So well, he was one of the he's also one of the original social justice warrior frauds of all time. I mean, a lot of people have been following his model on that because everything is about social justice and racial justice and, you know, running that, you know, the whole boogeyman thing. He's always scaring people, telling them the Ku Klux Klan is going to show up and, 
a lot of, a lot of that. He's not, he's, I mean, when I listen, when I read that, it just sounds so familiar with what we're, we're experiencing today. Manufactured boogeyman. Right. It's always somebody else. It's not him, right? It's not them. Well, he used it, he, he used it to control people and terrorize people and get him, uh, you know, you create this victim stance, you know, victimhood stance. You know, he, he, he said the paratroopers are going to, are coming and they're, they're going to kill your babies. He says that in the what's called the death tape. Right. I mean, there's just so much. Yeah. The whole Jonestown. And I mean, you want to talk about getting people away from stuff. Isn't that the whole point of Jonestown? Is that all these people are away from their families and stuff in Northern California? So they're just all one big, easily manipulable group. Well, I mean, on his face, it sounds like it might, you know, these are, these are desperate people. He would find desperate people. You know, people that would hit bottom, uh, drug addicts, you know, homeless people. And he would kind of bring them back enough so that they had, had a little bit of self-respect. And then he would just take control of their complete control of their lives. So if you're in that boat, I mean, when you think about it, if you're homeless and life has no hope and you have a part of being a community down in, you know, creating your own life, it kind of has some appeal right. for somebody like that. But, you know, you have to be under the tutelage of a decent human being, not a bunch of uh, CIA-controlled hoods and criminals. This is, this, is one of the, uh, this is one of the worst criminal operations I've, I've covered, and I've covered some dandies in my work. Yeah, it's, it's really something else. I mean, 800 people died. Like, it's just... And 900 and 914, right? 914, wow. With kids and stuff like that. Like, just everybody. And they were laid out way too... When they were found, they were, like, stacked out. Like, it didn't look like a natural group of deaths, did it? I, no, I don't think so. I'm pretty convinced that he uh, uh, killed them, or most of them. Maybe he got some of them to drink the Kool-Aid. But you, but you notice how quickly they run the psyops of don't drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. That's the first thing that comes into people's minds when they hear this story. And that's another lie. Right. Because it's not really the Kool-Aid. It's that they were injected with a bunch of drugs or something. Right. Right. There's a real, there's a picture of him out there. Like he's in like a commissary or something. And he's got a, there's a big box of Kool-Aid inside like a refrigerator or something like that. Like foreshadowing what was coming or at least symbolically foreshadowing. But, uh, yeah, yeah what other the, kind of money? That's, that's the backstory they ran, right? Right. That's, and that's... they and they also they also discredited Mark Lane. Uh, but that was another benefit, and got rid of Ryan, Congressman Ryan, because they lured him down there and assassinated him. And uh, it was more advantageous to destroy Mark Lane's career rather than his life. He was within days of proving the conspiracy against Martin Luther King. So they got rid of two major opponents of covert CIA operations at the same time. Wow. wow. One, two. Yeah. Ryan was, uh, I think he was like, didn't he have some kind of like conflict with Dick Cheney? I think it was in his notes or something like that. Like, so all these kind of deep state type people back then, 78. I think yeah, that I some think of these weird things, I think the Symbionese Liberation Ar Army was 74. So this is not kind of outside of like the 70s. Manson was 69. So there still were weird operations and weird things happening in California. Those are just three notable ones. There probably are other strange 
Well, why why was Jim Jones so successful in politics? Now they say that he was able to bring the the troop his followers to support campaigns. Uh, I don't know how much money he would give candidates because he was greedy as, as heck. And I don't either, but there's pictures of him with what Willie Brown and uh, Moscone. Well, who are the and who and who are those people? <laughs> right. A lot of good questions. Who is Willie Brown? Willie Brown is the boyfriend of Kamala Harris. I mean, the, former, it, just, right. it just keeps yeah, the former boy boyfriend. It just right. keeps going. Keeps getting stranger, stranger, and stranger. Well, I think that they were closer to seventy-eight when they were. She was his boyfriend too. I, I can't remember when he was dumb air or whatever, but uh, strange bedfellows, man. Really strange. And uh, like, didn't uh, Jones was kind of like uh, Paul into polyamory too, right? He he had like nine different children, right? Well, it wasn't exactly poly polyamory for himself, not for anybody oh, else. Gotcha. gotcha. He w he wasn't truly about free love. It was just, you know, he could take anybody's woman and have his way, way with her. So it was a very selfish type of thing. And it did, and it didn't work. It really didn't work. It, it, it just created a lot of conflicts, including some major conflicts that really helped bring him down, brought a lot of pressure down on him, including, including the husband of Phyllis uh, Shaki, the, the nurse that was one of the principal assassinations. He broke away because of his treatment of their marriage and became very rebellious. But then he got lured back down to Jonestown and, and was murdered. Wow. Possibly even before this uh, night, this bad night. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. So they were trying to get people down there to, to do the whole revolutionary suicide trying to get, I mean, that's probably why Ryan came down was there. That was the main target, right? Uh, I, I, yeah, I have to be, believe that he's, was lured down there and that that was timed. That was time to kill him as yeah, a time CIA to kill him and, and blow and blow the whole uh, program up, do the revolutionary suicide. But you know, the, the, it was, it was definitely what I call a uh, uh, sh very shoddy operation. The management was real, real poor. They lived in small, crowded communal houses, and he, he they, they ate, uh, you know, you keep hearing about the Great Reset of eating lentils now. That's kind of the right. joke. Well, that's what they ate, rice and lentils wow. <laughs> with so sauce really and eggs, right. and they would suffer from dysentery. Uh, but, but he was so caught up in his little routine that he didn't have time to actually manage the the compound, the commune, and it actually did. It actually wasn't doing too bad until he showed up and kind of disrupted everything. But but by the time he died, he'd been reduced by drugs into a babbling, incoherent mess. And if you listen to that death tape, you can hardly even understand him half the time. He slurs his words, speaks with marbles in his mouth. Uh, what gets me about this whole thing is who were the flying monkeys? There's not too much said about the, his assistants, the minions. Who is Jim McElvain, for example? A former therapist and brainwasher hack had arrived in Jonestown over only two days earlier. and was He was a major player in making this a beautiful day, and, and he was out there 
preaching to the, the choir about reincarnation, new, new age, hocus pocus. Where, where did he come from? It's hard, and it's, hard, and it's hard to get, there's kind of dead ends and re research on people like this. Right. Like where are all these strange people around him? How did he know Dwyer? Like those are good, those are important questions. Like yeah, he wasn't he, a public figure. I mean, he picked some of them off the streets. This uh, uh, goon that, you know, the the male doctor, what was his name? Uh, shocked or whatever. Shocked. shocked. It was, uh, he got, he, he picked him off of, out of a drug rehab and then sent him down to Guadalajara, give him a little bit of medical training down there and then took him with, with him. So, he, he was organizing a lot, awful lot of flying monkeys to do not, nothing but no good. Nothing but not no to, good. Not to, not to run a successful commune and special, uh, successful farm, but to control and, and kill and do harm to people. Did we talk uh, – Roberta Glasses uh, joined us. Did we talk about how problem followers were drugged into compliance? Did you cover any of that or come across any of that? The who? If there were troubled – you know, were problem people, problem members of the People's Temple, were they drugged to get in compliance? See, we did mention earlier, or Russ did, that they had tons of drugs. Like, they had mountains of all kinds of different drugs, right? Sodium pentothal, chlorohydrate, demerol, oh, phthalate. Absolutely, yeah. They're using, they're using it on people. They're using it on people, yeah. Have you ever heard of any elite or wealthy families that funded the Guyana operation? Good didn't question. One, no, I don't really know. He's at one asked, didn't want to have connections to Nazi death camps. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I, but, I don't but know. You know every, it seems like the, these little foundations and NGOs get involved in everything. That, that's just so universal when you start digging into these stories. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure somebody might have given him contributions, but, you know, it, it was self-sufficient because he just stole it from all of his members. He had it. There's twenty six million dollars in bank accounts that were that was being raided after he supposedly died. So he may have just flew, flown the coop somewhere and you know gone down to Paraguay or whatever and just just living it up like he he did a double and got out. I heard the same thing about uh, uh, the Limbianese army is that Symbianese army or Liberation Army is that they. The house got burned down in L.A., but some of the people got out the back. Their bodies weren't found. I've heard stories about that, too. That was probably an Operation Chaos Op, you know, CIA Op. Much like Jonestown. How long was Jones in Northern California? I don't even know offhand, but he was there for a number of years. I, I think about five years because he, right. he, went down, he, went, he went to Brazil, then he came back to Indiana, and then he went to Northern uh, California. I think it's 71, something like that. Let's see, this places places him in California during that whole Operation Chaos Operation stuff that supposedly ties into Manson, definitely ties into Symbionese Army. That was totally government-created. The really good book is uh, Schreiber's Revolution's End. Highly recommend people check. You should check that out, Russ. It's really good. Because I think it, it's right around this time. It happened right in Northern California. See, another little... Another little uh griff that you can run is our life insurance scams right and if you can get somebody to insure this flock of people down there and then in some ways pay out benefits and under the 
kind of under uh, darkness. That's a, you can raise a lot of money that way. I mean, I yeah, would think I would think of that many people died in one, you know, one hour, then life insurance fraud has to be considered. Right. No, good, good point. Um, yeah, we mentioned a couple doctors. Shaq was one of the doctors, and then there was another one called Chaitkin or Chaitkin. Yeah, so she was the nurse. Are, she was the nurse. Right. So there was definitely, definitely something going on. Anybody have any other questions or anything? Is there anything you'd like to add, Russ? I mean, we're at about 36 minutes. Anything you'd like to sum up with? Uh, just a few little comments about his worldview. He, he acted as a New Age, One World Messiah, preaching that he was the reincarnation of Gandhi, Father Divine, Jesus, Buddha, and Vladimir Lenin. I mean, what a hodgepodge. <laughs> yeah, the interesting choices. And so he, what, what he tried to promulgate was his belief of what he called the translation, where he and his father followers would all die together and move to another planet and live blissfully. And so he was trying to promote Marxism in the United States by mobilizing people through religion, but citing Mao Zedong as his inspiration. And his own wife stated that Jim used religion to try to get some people out of the opiate of religion and had slammed the Bible on the table yelling, I've got to destroy this paper idol. So he spoke openly against religion and, and some, some people didn't like it. I and mean, he lost a lot of his followers. Interesting. The, uh, the allure kind of wore th thin, but he would terrorize anybody that would leave his, leave the temple, the church. He would yeah, gang stalk no. them. I saw one of his speeches in or sermons in uh, San Francisco. He says the, I am God it's on, YouTube, like, there's no God, I am God, or something like that, really aggressively, too. So Yeah, that's Discordian nihilism that these people just live for. Uh, just that's a few more little things about him. He was the, the, even those who remain loyal to Jones, insisting that he was somehow, quote-unquote, misunderstood, lament his enthusiasm for sexually humiliating those who displeased him. Not occasionally by resorting to sodomy homo, or homosexual sodomy, rape. In December of 1973, he was arrested and charged with soliciting a man for sex in a movie theater re restroom near MacArthur Park in L.A. Uh, he incorporated weaponized sex as part of his trauma-based abuse. Sex among temple members outside of marriage was banned, yet he set up a different standard for himself and voraciously engaged in sexual relationships with both male and female temple members. Uh, he claimed that he detested engaging in homosexual activity, but did so only for the male temple adherents own good purportedly to correct, connect them symbolically with him. So he tried to control everybody. He had this cuckold, you know, cuckolding kink going on to humiliate and control his underlings and break down family ties. And he was, he sired nine children with different women and then shit storms over the children became a constant bone of contention with the whole operation. Oh, and like I said, the overtime, the cuckolding backfired as the targeted men revolted with several becoming stiff opposition enemies. The children were generally surrendered to communal care at times were only allowed to see their real parents briefly at night. Jones is called father or dad by both adults and, and children. 
And of course, San Francisco was a big new age social experimentation and became influential on the politics. Bad things can tend, tend to happen to those that stood up to the church. He controlled the Mendocino County Welfare Department. There, he had spies in there, so it was infiltration and infestation of practically the whole county. He enjoyed public support and contact with some of the highest level politicians in the United States. So don't they? Don't these people vet it? Vet vet anybody? Mondale. Good, good question. Governor, you know Moonbeam Brown. I mean, it, it just amazes me when I do this kind of research, research how little vetting of these kind of evil people. It's, it's, it's almost like an attraction. It's the opposite. Yeah. That's my conspiracy theories. That's my conspiracy theories running amok there, William. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that like uh, Carter was pictured with him and uh, that other uh, – Serial killer from the Midwest, John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, so there's like pictures of her <laughs> with two maniacs, two total maniacs. There's probably more people involved in the Gacy killings too, which is a whole another disturbing thing. Uh, I'm at 40 minutes. I got to run pretty fast. How do you want to wrap this up? Do you? Uh, is there anything you'd like to add? I mean, where can people find this article and your other excellent articles on mind control? Well, the, the article I just uh, is an older article. It's called The Jonestown Massacre. If you enter that under search, it'll, it'll come up. And then I would also recommend reading the, an article called The Cor uh, Cornerstone. It's called Cornerstone Article to the Reading of Winter Watts, The Tavistock Method of Brainwashing washing and, and Social Psychiatry. Again, an older article, but you can find it under research. But actually, if you, if you check tomorrow, I'm going to go ahead and put this call up on my site. And I'll mm -hmm. link to those two articles tomorrow. Great. And it's winterwatch.net, right? So right. if people want to reach out to you as well, they can just contact you through that, right? Yep. Okay, cool. And again, it's Russ Winter, Winter Watch. And the title of the article and the subject was Jonestown. But this article that I saw was the Jonestown Massacre, horrific Tavistock style brainwashing experiment. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, William. Bye-bye. Right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, stay there.